Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, automizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What would you do? Wait, what's the craziest thing you would do to assure your team would win a national championship? I, I doubt you would uh you'd be hunted for 24 hours, right? Man, that that's uh that's <laughs> that's steep. 
that's a steep, that's a steep, uh, a steep price to pay for your team to win a national title, man. I think it would have to be, I mean, I could, I could go like an hour, like having somebody hunt you for an hour in general is like a daunting thing. And you know, like, like that, that in itself would be like, man, someone's trying to kill me for an hour, but I think I could do an hour if Cornell were to win a national title. Like I could, I could go that. I mean, also it's been like, if like South Carolina is going to have a chance, right? Like just in, in regards, like the expanded playoff and all that, like they could eventually get there. Like, Dude, for, for Cornell to compete for a national title, there would be some seriously messed up stuff that would have to happen. Uh, they, I don't know what kind of matrix stuff would have to be in play. So I, I'll have to say, if I had my one window of opportunity, I might have to make like Marshall Mathers and, and you know, make that moment happen. So I will say the I one, on the one thing I forgot to mention, the, the rules of that game, they weren't allowed to use guns, right? So it was like all hand-to-hand combat. So, and the, and the objective... Oh movie was like he was trying to stay obviously in very crowded places because they can't just do it out in the open you know what i mean so okay you know there's some rules to it i didn't mention but i personally wouldn't do it i hey shane beamer if you can't get it's it done, steep there. man it's oh, steep. Man. like some oh, things some things aren't life and death you know right, right. some things are not some maybe things. the college football may or may not be one of those things it yeah depends on who you ask depends on who you ask like <laughs> Well, I mean, why not? Anyways, JD, on to more pressing issues, man. Again, appreciate you uh, you taking the time. It is great to see you. I know we did not have you last week because you were at the event that On3 Sports was throwing. Tell us a little bit more about that. I know there were top prospects all over the place, and, you know, Shannon Terry continues to just crush the game with the stuff that, you know, he's doing and you guys are doing at On3. But what specifically was the event for, uh, for those of us who maybe uh, did not see it? Yeah, man. So it was the On3 NI Elite Series, and the purpose of the event was to bring some of the top prospects in the country to Nashville to just get some education on the wild landscape that NIL, I think, is perceived to be, mm-hmm. and just kind of give them, you know, they, they, I mean, we had speakers from Kirk Herbstreit to Livy Dunn, who's obviously dominated the NIL space, to, I mean, uh, Vaynerchuk was there. Like, we, we had a lot of people that just have a great gauge for not just the sport, but also the NIL landscape. And just got really, really strong reviews from parents and kids just saying, okay, I think we have a better gauge here for how to handle this and how to go forward. Um, and so the beautiful part for me, Chris, is I just got to sit down along with Josh Newberg, uh, one of our national recruiting analysts here for On3, and just pick these kids' brains on their recruitment, how they're perceiving NIL. And that was all in the front of this uh, event. So we got to talk to them and, and get a gauge for it. And no, it was a blast, man. Really, like you said, uh, what, what Shannon and Terry is, is building here, I'm just very, very grateful and fortunate to be a part of. And, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. And I know you mentioned, J.D., was was Dylan Stewart present? Were you able to chat with him at all? I'm not asking you to, like, tell yeah. him any, any secrets or anything, but, I mean, did you get a sense? I know Gamecocks are right there in it with him. He's obviously, you know, the, the, the most coveted prospect in the 2024 class and a guy that certainly is seeing, I'm sure, NIL opportunities upcoming, but did he talk about his recruitment at all or, you know, where, how NIL is impacting that or like, what did you take away from, I know Dylan Stewart's obviously a name that Gamecock fans or the ears perk up anytime they hear it. Absolutely. No, I mean, for us at the time of us, you know, doing the interview with him, he was number one player in the, in the 2024 class. I mean, there, there's a ton of intrigue around him. Um, He had previously said he wanted to make a decision before his senior season. So of course, he sits down with us, and that's like the number one thing we're asking him is like, all right, is that timeline still in play? And it was interesting how he answered it. He said he's going to take it probably closer to December. And then 
we asked him as to why he would do that. And he's like, I want to let my stock, you know, continue to build. And whether that's from an NIL perspective or maybe just an overall buzz perspective around his recruitment, sounds like he's going to take it down to, to that, you know, early signing period, which is funny. We call it early. It's just, you know, the signing period. Uh, asked him about South Carolina and, you know, where they stood. He said he likes them a lot uh, is what I read into it and got asked him, you know, who, who do you have the best relationship with in terms of staffs across the country? And he was like, South Carolina. So I think South Carolina is going to be a real player for him just based on, you know, what they say, track the visits, right? Watch the visits. The visits don't lie. And he's been to South Carolina a whole heck of a lot. So uh, I think the Gamecocks are in it for him. And I'm excited to see how it goes the rest of the way with him. But I'll say this, Chris, uh, you had, you said, you know, hey, do you have any like some insider trading for us? And I was like, man, anything he said to, to us, he said on camera, like he was very much kept it to the vest was not trying to say a whole lot, very, very mild-mannered kid. And, uh, I mean, he he was someone that I think was maybe looking to, you know, not make headlines or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I'm very, very curious to see how his recruitment develops and how much comes up about his recruitment with the way that he's handling it right now. And, J.D., recruiting is such an interesting thing this time of year because it's really from the college football perspective. I mean, it's, it's really all we have to follow outside of – I know there's a lot of chatter right now with the eight-game, nine-game stuff with the SEC and mm -hmm. uh, obviously the single standings model that's taking place. So th there's some things to talk about. But right now, it's probably the most – I would say June's probably the most dead month of the college football calendar year for from the fan perspective, at least. But it's so funny to watch on social media because, you know, of course, over the last couple of days, and I know this is something you talked about specifically uh, on your show about the success that Clemson's having, picking up, you know, top linebacker in the country. They get a four-star receiver. They get another guy. And so I guess from your perspective, and I don't even know how I want to phrase this, but like it's funny how fans will freak out because it's almost like people forgot that, you know, these schools like Clemson, Georgia, whatever, they're still going to recruit and recruit at a high level. Like they just are. Like mm -hmm. Clemson's not going to just all of a sudden fall off the map. It's just going to come down to, you know, if you're Shane Beamer, get the ones you need, get the ones that fit, develop the heck out of them. And, find a way to beat them on the field. But it's it's not something where I feel like, you know, I feel like sometimes fans just – and, again, social media is what it is, but it's like they hit the panic button when the rival school gets a commitment. It's just like if you do that, you're going to drive yourself crazy, especially when your rivals are freaking Clemson and Georgia. Yeah, I mean, first off, am I allowed to talk positive on Clemson on you, you show? Can, hey, will, I, will, hey, will listen, I be invited the, back? The, you know, the beauty's in sure. the banter, man. I, I welcome it. The beauty's <laughs> in the banter. Trust me. No, I mean, I think it's – I think even South Carolina fans would agree like what Clemson's done here in the last 48 hours has been phenomenal for them. I mean, we had them in our on in our on three industry rankings at I think 14 two days ago and they're all the way up within the top five now. So they've definitely made some made some moves. Uh, but Chris, you said it like we have so far to go until December. Like a lot of these kids are committed across the country, but we're still I mean, you and I both know just the nature of the game and a lot of people watching your show know. We're going to see flips. We're going to see action. Nothing's final to pen meets paper. And even then, we got to make sure they show up on campus with, you know, the Jade Rashada situation that happened. Um, I would also say this. You mentioned, like, people hitting the panic button because they see the rankings change and schools move. Like, Clemson has eight commits or nine commits, yeah. something like that. Like, th these classes are going to fill up well into the double digits across the board. So, it's early in the race. And so, you know, you're always juiced if you land a five-star linebacker like Sammy Brown. But at the same exact time, you understand, hey, this is kind of a marathon here, not so much the sprint. So kind of a game of runs is the recruiting landscape. And uh, I 1,000% believe South Carolina is going to go on another run like they did earlier. It feels like a few weeks ago. And, you know, Coach Beamer is, is I think, cooking with 
gas. And especially if they have some success on the field, they're going to put themselves in a really good spot for a lot of these top guys come December. So that's where I, where I stand on the whole deal with Clemson. A lot of, uh, a lot of ball left to be played, but good for Clemson getting some, some top prospects. Yeah, Jaden, I would say this to follow up that, you know, this may not be a very popular take, but you know, as much as there's a part of me that wants to see them lose every game, Clemson lose every single game. There's also another part of me though that thinks how much fun would it be if both these teams were top 10 every year in recruiting and, and <clears throat> Carolina Clemson kind of became what Ohio state Michigan is where it's just like, I mean, it really asserts itself as one of the best rivalries in college football. You know, I think, I, I think back like 10 to 13 when Carolina went on that five game winning streak. And one of the reasons it was so sweet is because Clemson was really good and Carolina was beating a really good team. So uh, granted, there's another part of me that wouldn't mind if they went 0-12 every year, but that's kind of beside the point. Um, J.D., I know you're a big fan of the NCAA football video game series, as am I. Heck, I literally utilize it for content. The news dropping this morning from actually you guys on 3NIL with the College Football Players Association organizing a boycott of the 2024 EA Sports College video game. The payout expected to be roughly $500 for athletes. They are pushing back on that. They want more. The game dropping when it was supposed to may be in jeopardy. J.D., say it ain't so, my man. Say it ain't so. We have waited a decade for the new game, and now we've got this little riffraff going on. You're just overall thoughts on it. I understand players want to be compensated. They want to be paid through an IL. I agree. I pay them. But, like, man, come on, man. Like, we got to find a way to get this game out there. Where you stand on all of it? One, shout out Pete Nakos, an hour reporter for us here. Been all over this. I believe he broke the news. Two, I think I quote tweeted that, and it was just like, man, we just want the game. Like, if if you're a high-profile guy, and I, I don't know what the situation is as to which players are saying they want more money or they're going to boycott, but, like, let's just use the most high-profile player we can think of here, and that's going to be Caleb Williams, just won a Heisman Trophy. If anybody deserves to get a bag from anything, it's Caleb Williams. And Caleb Williams is probably not getting his bag from the NCAA video game. He's getting it from, you know, whatever brand deals he has in place. I think Allo is a big player with him. Uh, I know Beats by Dre is a big player with him. Like, let, let's all just, like, lock arms here. We all want this game back. Like, I was talking to Andy Wittry, another one of our NL reporters here for On3, and he's like, for some of these guys, it is the nostalgia play. Like, hey, I, I, I loved this game growing up. I have a chance to be in it. Like, pay me $500, pay me a dollar. Like, I'm in. I don't care. And that's, I think, the way that I would lean if I'm a, a player today. Like, yes, if, if you're worth what you think you're worth in, in, in the sense that you should boycott this game, like, maybe it's time to check ourselves and reevaluate. If I'm getting my bag from the NIL video, or excuse me, from the NCAA video game in NIL, you know, maybe that's a conversation itself. We got to look in the mirror and figure out, hey, if, if this is where I'm getting my money, why can't I get it somewhere else? So, I mean, the, the whole thing I would hope is a speed bump in the road to, to us ultimately getting to this game. Uh, but I, I mean, we just want the game, dude. Like <laughs> let's download rosters. Let's figure it out. Like if I got to play with quarterback 13 at USC, fine. Like let's, let's get the game. That was my point too, JD is I'm like, dude, there have been people, there are people actively in the community that have been making rosters for years. Like, bro, just give us the schools, give us the teams, you know, the stadiums, and then give us generic rosters, and the community will handle the rest. N no doubt. What's We've been uh, fine the whole time? We've been fine the whole time, dude, right? Like, I do. I mean, I've got the revamped. Yeah, I've got the revamped. I've got the updated rosters. Like, we are good to go, my friend. We are good to go. But I would prefer, I literally bought a PS4, or excuse me, a, a PS5. The only reason I bought it was because I thought NCAA football was dropping this summer. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's the only reason I bought it. I'm not even a huge gamer like that. So it's just waiting. The, the PS5 is waiting. So what's, uh? I mean, I'm sure you're like me and you grew up playing the game. What was your favorite edition of NCAA? And I feel like everybody's got some Ooh. stories, dude. I, dude, I've got stories from like sitting around playing with my buddies. Like the, and I'm talking about, like, growing up, like, a lot of my buddies were Clemson fans. I was the Gamecock. Dude, like, we would play Carolina Clemson, and it would get heated. Like, it would get heated, man, the back and forth. It has to. Like, if you haven't almost lost a friend playing this video game, Dude. like, what are you doing? You know, like, <laughs> like, what, like, you're not playing the game the right way yeah. if you don't have some sort of, like, almost losing your friendship story from NCAA. Uh, man, favorite edition. I feel like they really kicked it up with the option game, like around, I guess it was 2013, 2014 is, is what my memory says. And like the triple option, bro, with like the full house formation with like New Mexico's playbook. <laughs> that to me changed the whole game because I was an option quarterback in high school, at least early in my high school career. So I'm like reading the pitch key, yeah. reading the, the down lineman. Okay, what's his alignment? Like that to me was a, a playground. So I think that was one of my favorite editions, but I think everybody would agree the way they just kept adding layers to the road to glory mode is a beautiful thing. And I'm very, very curious to see how they handle that with NIL and the transfer portal. Like, am I going to go to, you know, a, a group of five school and transfer to South Carolina after my freshman year? If I ball out, I don't have a little NIL money coming my way to where I can like soup my player up a little bit. I don't know, but I'm curious to see. And we now know the transfer portal is going to be in the video game. So yep. you're going to be actively making business decisions with your roster. Have <laughs> I just, to. Have I just to. can't even imagine. Like, I just can't even imagine. Like, will you meet these demands of your second string tight end? It's like, nah, we'll go recruit. It's fine. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'd probably say my favorite for the nostalgia factor too. But I just, I remember how excited I was when I think it was the, <clears throat> I think it was the 07 game was the one that really, that, that introduced the spotlight player thing and his little circle would be blinking when he was like in the zone. And I think that was also the one that had the stadium noise meter that would like 
go up and like, you know, the swamp was always number one is the the toughest place to play. And it would just be like deafening. La- I don't know. Those, those were fun. You but can't I, see I'll, the playbook anymore. No, you can't see the playbook yet. Yeah, I'll never forget. I'll tell you this little side note story. I feel like this has been a story I've been sitting on forever, but my most notable NCAA experience, I was playing a buddy. It's Carolina Clemson. Did I even remember like the game we were playing? It was at Clemson. He would, we would alternate who's the home team, but it was, it was, we went to overtime. I scored a touchdown. He got the ball back, obviously. Goes down to the one. First and goal. Stop him four straight times. And I remember, like, stopping him on fourth and goal and just, like, throwing the controller. And, like, I mean, bro, like, that still stands out to me as a memory from playing that game. I'm, like, 15 years old. But, like, stop him on the goal line fourth and inches. Like, just. It's, well, like, y'all know. weren't good probably for at least, like, 30 <laughs> yeah. minutes to an hour. Right. You know, it, it, like, it took about oh, a man. solid hour. It took about a solid hour, for sure. <laughs> yeah. It was like, go to the other room, like, Let's have a cool down type of period. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, good times, man. Good and times. it's always yeah, we, it's always the game's fault. It's always, bro, that was a glitch. Yeah, bro, how did that? Yeah. The game is well. The game is. To be fair, like, though, you do recall like those early games. You could literally like, if you were playing as the if they threw a deep pass and you're playing as the DB, you could like slow down the receiver and then just pick the ball off. Like there were definitely ways. There were definitely ways to, to 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 do it, but. That was I, all part of it. That was all part of that, it too. Yeah. It's like you got to know the tricks of the <laughs> yeah. trade yeah. that can that can get you. You know that, that that can make you some extra edge or whatever it was. But no, yes. I'm with that's awesome, man. Yeah. I love that. No, exactly. So JD, back to uh, things that are happening on the field in the real world. Uh, I know again we didn't have you last week, so we didn't get to mention this. The whole you know, what's your thoughts with everything going on with the SEC? Uh, I love, by the way, the way Greg Sankey's approaching everything because he's just like the don of it all and. He understands they have they have leverage. They are, you know, I'm sure they're in negotiations with ESPN. Like, why do something when you don't have to in regards to the eight-game, nine-game conference schedule? Hey, I thought Greg Sankey had a great quote. I'm paraphrasing, but when he said, talking about, you know, are, are you worried about backlash of the best conference? Like, well, did you see the national championship game, 65-7? to seven? Like, yeah, I, I think we're fine. We're playing the best football. Um, your overall thoughts, though, on the SEC's decision to, at least in the short term, like, I think nine games is – is down the road somewhere, but to stay at that eight-game conference schedule and at the same time go to the single standings model with Texas and Oklahoma joining the lead. I I know Gamecock fans are a little bit uneasy about it because I think, honestly, J.D., and I talked about this a couple of days ago, like I I think it, admittedly, I think it decreases South Carolina's chances of ever winning the SEC championship because there's so many more, I think, hurdles to leap now. But, But the good news with the expanded playoff, I think now that kind of becomes the goal of like, that's actually an easier goal to achieve than winning the SEC because there's just so many more quality teams you have to jump over. So anyways, you're just overall thoughts on everything that's happening with the SEC right now. No, I think you hit it right on the head. Like SEC, Greg Sankey, they, I mean, they, they're playing chess here. I think every time I say SEC, my computer thinks I'm talking to Siri. Uh, no, I, I think the the SEC is playing chess here. Hey, listen, maybe we'll go to nine games, but not before we get a look at what eight games looks like, not before we get a look at what the college football playoff looks like and how y'all treat multiple lost teams. Like I said it on our show, I think if the SEC sees a three-loss team make the college football playoff in 2024, they will strongly consider nine games. And that's my feel. That's based purely off of what I you know, believe that they'll do. No factual reporting. But when it comes to, you know, how they're going to handle things, I think the TV money is obviously a big part of it, and they want to have ESPN compensate them for that ninth conference game, which 
you know, as a fan, we don't care, but it makes sense if you're, you know, sitting in, in the SEC's chair. Um, I'll say this. I think that making the college football playoff, it has to be priority number one, two, and three for the SEC. Because the money that's going to come long-term from your school making the college football playoff, heck, making a run in the college football playoff from the exposure, the potential enrollment benefits you get there. I mean, just your brand overall, like that's where you're really going to make money that continues to come in. And I'm sure that TV money, whatever it ends up being, if they were to get, you know, a lump sum from ESPN or whatever network, like I'm sure it would be a pretty high number, but that, that, that number that's going to keep rolling in year after year for making the college football playoff, you know, should be very, very strongly considered. And I think will be at, at the top of their list. Um, because I mean, if, if you're opening yourself up to a ninth conference game, Chris, like if we're going to play in the toughest conference in America and we got to play another one of those teams, heck, maybe it's late in the year when we're kind of on the bubble to getting in. Like, no, we're going to go play G5 or we're going to go play FCS and like we're going to make sure that we have our seat at the table. We're not ruining this thing by having to play Georgia late or Bama late. Like, what, what does that help us if we're the SEC? So that's, I think, kind of how they're handling it. And I, I think that's very, very wise with mm. um, with where they sit right now doing the eight-game season uh, for 2024. So are you in favor of that then, sticking at eight, or do you like nine? Because I, I hear what you're saying, but I also love the thought of just as a – just as a college football fan, it's mm -hmm. like more quality games, more fun. I mean, I, I think back to 2020, and obviously that was a, a terrible, crazy time. But, like, that 10-game conference schedule, just 10 games of, you know, no cupcakes. Like, that was a lot of fun. That was, I mean, just highlight matchups or top matchups every single week. But, I mean, from the Gamecock side, again, to your point, it's like you add a ninth conference game and you're still having to play Clemson. Like, I mean – it, it just, you know, it's, it's going to be brutal every year. And then God forbid you schedule somebody else like a, like a North Carolina. So, I mean, yeah. I'm someone, I'll tell you this, JD, this is where I stand on it because I'm someone again, from the Gamecock perspective, heck, I go as far to say, dude, I don't even want to see South Carolina schedule like North Carolina. Just dude, give me, you got to play Clemson. Obviously give me three mm -hmm. cupcakes. Give me three built in with, yeah. I mean, look at Kentucky and Mizzou. They've mastered this. Missouri plays nobody. For the first four weeks, it feels like every year. And you look up and you're like, how's Mizzou 4-0? It's because they played, you know, Northwest Missouri State four times in a row. Like They play nobody, but they've mastered it. Like, Kentucky does the same thing. They play nobody, dude, in the non-conference. So, you know, it's like no wonder Mark Stoops doesn't want a ninth conference game. He wants to keep winning eight games, but going 4-0 in non-conference. Like, you know, I get why he doesn't want a ninth conference game. But from the college just football fan side of things, I, I love – the added competition. So, I mean, I, I think there's a balancing act, but do you like, do you lean strongly one way or the other or where do you fall on it? Yeah. You know, I, th I think what you said is, is a hundred percent true. Like if I'm a fan of a specific team and I'm like, this is our shot. Like if, if I'm South Carolina, exactly. We still got to play Clemson and we're going to play North Carolina. And then that's supposed to somehow equate to us being in that college football playoff hunt. Like that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I'm not rooting for that, but as a college football fan of the sport, you're like, I want to see the best matchups every single weekend. I want it all. I want every, I want us to have a Friday night or I'll say this. I want us to have a Saturday night after all the games finish, we look to the week ahead and we're like, man, college game day could go five different places and it would be awesome. Like, like there's five matchups that are worthy of college game day showing up at like, that's the kind of world as a college football fan. I would love to live in. I think for the sec, there's one part of their, you know, operation that's got to be in their own self-interest but if i'm a fan it's just like i want to see the best college football matchups possible like heck yeah let's go to nine games and let's let's absolutely go just gladiator style in the sec 
JD, let's switch gears a little bit because on today's show, earlier in the show, I, I talked uh, biggest trap games because Circus Sports dropped their over-under win total in South Carolina football, and it's yet another total that's at six. So I'm I'm trying to wrap my brain around and trying to give some perspective to the audience of like, where are they coming up with this number? What are the games that maybe, you know, Gamecock fans are looking at that I know Gamecock fans are going to be quick to put just a W, just mark it off as a W, right? Every Every fan base does this that it's like maybe you should give that one a second look. So, J.D., I'm going to ask you, the games that I listed, and I'm not going to mention Missouri. I, I threw them on the on the list as an asterisk, but I think to call that a trap game at this point, they beat you four in a row. You got to go to their place. Mm-hmm. You, you probably shouldn't be favored. I mean, flat out, I look at a trap game as like you're favored, you expect to win. At this point, I have no confidence against Eli Drinkwitz. But I list games like, <laughs> I list games like Mississippi State at home, yep. Florida at home, Believe it or not, J.D. Vandy at home and yeah, and Kentucky yeah. at home. Which of those four do you think that South Carolina fans should? Or which, which would you label as the biggest trap game? Is there a game on there? Because I know all four of those games, you know, Gamecock fans are going to look and say, we should absolutely win all four. Which of those four would you say is the is the most likely that could be the one that South Carolina trips up on? Man, we're, we talked about it today on, on our own show. I think Kentucky's going to be dangerous, man. I think Will Levis who didn't play last year against South Carolina, by the way, as good as he was, turned the ball over a lot. Devin Leary's never turned the ball, or excuse me, thrown more than five interceptions in a season. They got a bunch of playmakers. I think Kentucky's going to be dangerous this year. And then, I mean, another game that we got to talk about, and I don't even know if you call it a trap game if you're a South Carolina fan, but Texas A&M. You got to go to Kyle Field. That roster is supremely more talented than what they achieved last year. Like, I think just the gauntlet and then also Vegas, I think not having a good gauge yet for who Spencer Rattler is as a quarterback. I think those two things factor in to make Vegas a little bit more timid to put that win total higher on South Carolina. I'll also say this. I think South Carolina, where you put them at six, six and a half, like, I don't care. Take my money. I'm in on that. Like, I, I really, truly believe that South Carolina is going to be a team that wins more than, than six games in 2023. So Vegas has proven they don't have a great gauge for South Carolina in the past. I don't think that's uh, different this year, but I do understand where it comes from with the gauntlet of the SEC and the inconsistency, quite frankly, of Spencer Rattler. Yeah, you know, J.D., it's interesting. Like, when we're giving predictions, because we're coming up on that time. I mean, it's crazy, dude, in a month month and a half, but just over a month, SEC media days. And so it'll be prediction time. It'll be, let's lock it in. I'll lock in my game-by-game predictions. And I think, like, what people don't realize when you give predictions is, like, you have to pick somebody to have a bad year. Like, yeah, not everybody's going to win eight games. Like, somebody's going to have a bad year. And so who is it? You just hope it's not your team. But it's it's interesting. Like, you keep seeing, and I I know Vegas doesn't know everything. Shane Beamer loves playing as the underdog. They went 7-5, and I think it was, against the spread last year. So, I mean, and you obviously the last two games of the season, the ones that really, really stand out. But uh, I don't know, man. It's it's just that number, it's six, six and a half, like you mentioned. It feels like such a slam dunk on slam dunk. Man, that's when they get you. That's when they get you. And, that, and that's the other thing, too, Chris. I'm sorry, I'm breaking up a little bit here. Did I cut you off? No, I, you're good. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're good. I got you. I was going to say, man, the other thing here is like college football probably makes the least sense out of any sport if you're predicting something. Mm-hmm. Like last year, we sat down here we, and we predicted Texas A&M schedule and I had them going eight and four. And we had the 12th man in our comment section getting after us. They're saying 10 wins is the floor. And like some of this was a little bit, you know, hyperbolic, but like they were saying, like, you're crazy. If, if we win eight games, it's a bad season. And I'm kind of like sitting here, like, quite honestly, I'm like, did I miss something? Like, this is where I have them. <laughs> Maybe I'm off base here. They feel really good about their roster. That's fine. And then one thing led to another and they miss a bowl game. So, I mean, it's just like we, we sit here in, in June and, man, if, if I knew without a shadow of a doubt, I'm going to Vegas and I'm putting money down. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's, – it's so difficult to predict exactly, you know, which team is going to slip up which week. But, you know, that's, that's why they play the games. That's why we love it. That's why we watch. Expect the unexpected when it comes to college football. J.D. Piquel on three sports. My man, I appreciate you taking the time. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. And great to have you back on. And we'll look forward to doing it yet again next week, my friend. No doubt, brother. Appreciate you having me on. And uh, looking forward to talking next week. Yes, sir. J.D., take care, my friend.